1: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show all about modern dating. And now modern dating has turned into online virtual dating, aka video dating. <laughs> Who knew we'd be in this place right now?
0: <laughs> I know. We've been talking about, I feel like, for years of, like, what is going to be that tipping point of when video is mainstream. And ironically, I feel like Zoom was the dating app to figure it out, yeah, right?
1: A, an app that's not actually dating-focused is now probably the most used tool for dating.
0: Did you hear about the Zoom technologies, like, how all these people invested in it and then they went to the wrong Zoom? People invested in Zoom technologies instead of Zoom video, so Zoom technologies saw, like, You're a spike. Kidding. And then me. like, now they're trying to like retract it. You are yeah.
1: kidding. Oh my gosh. Cause I had my friend download the Zoom app on her phone. She never used Zoom before. And she was like, which one? There were like 10 of them. It was so hard to find the right yeah. one. Yeah.
0: I don't know about you, UA, but I feel like I've been so entertained and interested by our Facebook group that we started, The Love in the Time of Corona. So for people that are listening that aren't there yet, like definitely get on it. Every day I <laughs> learn something new about what's happening during this crazy time. And again, like we don't ever want to minimize everything that's happening, but I think there's been like a nice sense of relief of community that's come from that. And I think we, that is really where we're going with Love in the Time of Corona is that we need all the love we can get right now. And one of the things that came up is a girl asked us if we had heard about this new dating term, zumping. So (laughs) zumping is basically getting dumped via Zoom. And we had this whole debate in the Facebook group, like, would you rather be ghosted or zumped? I, said I think dumped. everyone said zumped.
1: I'd rather, I'd much rather be dumped <laughs> over a virtual, like a video call than just never hearing from them again. If you get ghosted oh, yeah. during coronavirus, then they must really not want to see you. That's just bad form. But this term, it, it just irked me so much, Julie, because I kept thinking like, what I thought we were done with, dating terms for bad behavior. But no, we just keep coming out with new ones. And now it's like whenever we have a new piece of technology, there's going to be another term associated with bad behavior with that technology. And dumping is one that I never thought I would hear. But it's true. I mean, I like I, even in the Facebook group, I said I've heard of people getting laid off over Zoom. So it kind of makes sense that they get dumped or yep. broken up with over
0: Zoom. Do you think ghosting might actually go down because people would be less afraid to break things off? doing uh, it through zoom but i guess that doesn't explain why they couldn't yeah, just send a text that's an message
1: interesting question i unfortunately don't think ghosting will ever go away that's just the way people have been for a For centuries, apparently they've they've been like this. Even like in the 1800s, people were ghosting. (laughs) So I think ghosting is here to stay. I think zumping, I don't think it's taking place of anything, but this time is forcing people to maybe have some of those uncomfortable conversations and confrontations. And maybe video calls are just an easier platform for them to deliver that
0: message, maybe? It's kind of like goes hand in hand with like, will virtual dating persist? even after this like lockdown is lifted, right? Like we've kind of gone back and forth and talked about that. But before we go into that, if anyone has been zumped, yes, we really want you on the podcast because we want to hear about your experience. Yeah, or if you So that's a And call if out. you've been the
1: zumper. <laughs> have you dumped someone over a Zoom? Oh, yeah, We want to hear from you as well. We really want to do an episode about this, how it goes down, what it feels like to be part of that conversation. How was it planned? How did it end? Was there static or like bad signal that broke up the conversation? I can totally see that. Like, I really want to have a conversation with you. What? <laughs> what? What? What did you say? Yeah. I can't hear you. Your or your the other person off. just like pretending. <laughs> like, what? I, I'm sorry. You're breaking up. I There's a dog in the background. <laughs> right. I can't get broken. Up with if I can't get connected, (laughs) getting served papers. If I don't get served papers, if I don't actually hear the words, I don't want to see you again. Then I'm not getting dumped.
0: Right, right. I think the other call-out, this is our other wish list thing, if anyone has been brave enough to really mm. make peace during this time. I feel like during the quarantine, it's given us a lot of time to mm-hmm. self-reflect. So if you have been that person that have, has ghosted someone and you want to redeem yourself, there is no better way. Than that. <laughs> Come on our show. We will
1: solve all of your problems <laughs> and make good content out of it.
0: <laughs> so what do you think, though, you you think after? After this is all done, people will continue to do virtual video dates? I kind of feel like people are going to
1: be extra careful when the lockdowns get lifted. Yeah. I think we will all be more choosy on who we meet in person. And maybe there'll be less of that kind of like dating multiple people at the same time. I think people will just be have a little bit more filter when it comes to like who they decide to meet up with in real life.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's been very interesting times. I think there's been some pros and cons that we've heard from a lot of our listeners and people that have reached out. Like, I think the pro is that you've been able to go deep, right? And have these like really good conversations without the physical getting in the way. And I mean, I think another pro that people forget about is you really just have to get dressed from like the waist <laughs> up and do the front of your hair, which really minimizes the amount of time. Time that it takes because I don't know about you but I feel like one of the things with dating that's always so challenging is like the amount of time it takes No kidding. like from getting ready to showing up there to meeting like there's like a whole like ordeal that women especially go through so it makes it a lot easier when you're on the phone and you can be in your sweatpants and no one has any idea and then the video it's like do the half get ready right you can make it work But probably the con that we're hearing, people are down for this virtual idea. Like, I think a lot of people are excited about it because of all of what people have struggled with of going on date after date and they don't actually like have any connection. So the pros that we talked about. But the downside is people are losing a little bit of momentum when it's been weeks of being quarantined. So I think there's going to be a surge again once we get feeling that we're gonna start to go back into the real world again. And then I'm curious like now when there are signs of this lifting a little, if it's gonna start to like peak again. It's gonna be interesting to see how dating apps go with this because like for this episode, we talked to Jordana Abraham, the founder of Betches and Ship dating app, and they actually introduced this like date from home feature. And we've seen some other dating apps do this too. When you're on board to have these dates from home, you kind of can alert the app and I think like apps in general have been seeing like a pretty big surge of users despite all of this happening.
1: It's so- sort of a misnomer to say date from home cuz that's what online dating is. You're dating from home and we were all messaging yeah. each other while being at home, but I think the the crux of this dating at home is that you're making connections at home. And I really like this concept simply because when you're out at a bar or a restaurant, there's so many other distractions and you may not be as present with the other person as you would be on a video chat or on a phone call. And also with video chat, I don't know if you've noticed, Julie, but like, I'm more aware of how much attention I'm giving the other person and how I'm I'm presenting myself like how present I am. And I, I can also sense when the other person's sort of losing interest or yep. maybe distracted by something else. So all these, m- these very minimal movements and behaviors are amplified over video. So I do think people are able to filter out the pe- other people much better through like ho- at home virtual uh, video dating. <laughs>
0: Well, the other thing I've read that I think is a really interesting point is with dating normally, right, before COVID-19, you would always meet at a bar in a public place because you never wanted to bring someone into Mm. your home. But there is something really nice and intimate about showing someone your home. Mm. Like they see a side of you. They wouldn't know if you just met at a bar. But it also has the safety of not bringing someone physically into your home.
1: Well, in this episode, when we talked to Jordana, we definitely talk about the future of dating. And this is before <laughs> we even knew the power of video dating during coronavirus. I mean, we, had, we did not predict this at all. But it will be interesting for you all to hear from her point of view, where she sees the future of online dating.
0: Yeah, I think with this episode too, like we were really excited because Jordana's PR agency got in touch with us. And we always love hearing about these new dating apps that are coming out. Like I think all of you guys like to hear about them too, because there's so many new dating apps. And this one's particularly, we talk a lot about just like the social interactions that makes it stand apart. And I think what's been fascinating is that they've actually even put out some articles Like after this episode of just like how people are still engaging in these social mechanisms virtually. When I was like editing this episode, because what UA, we did this like in February, Mm -hmm. right? Like right before I think things like started to turn. And we were talking about just like trends of like making more in real life app experiences. And then we even not that shipped was doing video, but we brought up video because both of us have like been saying for years that we feel like video is gonna have its moment. And it hasn't yet. So I think it's just a little ironic, like right before this whole thing, we had this whole conversation about like, when is video going to be that next wave?
1: I know so many people who use this app probably do not know that Jordana is one of the people behind the app yeah but ship is if you haven't used the app it is super fascinating i got a chance to try it at dinner a few months ago it is um an app that lets your friends help you pick out potential dates allowing them to swipe on your behalf and offering up an open arena for profile discussion so for all of you people who aren't online dating because you're in a relationship or whatever it may be but you are itching to do some online dating during these lockdowns, this is your chance. You can use SHIP. And to tell us a little bit more about SHIP, here's Jordana. I'm going to do a very long intro for <laughs> our guest today because she's so damn accomplished. I feel like I can name all of her accomplishments so in a freaking novel here. But Jordana Abraham, who could be called a female millennial whisperer, Ooh. I love that from one of the interviews you did, mm-hmm. is the co-founder of Betches Media, the co-host of You Up Podcast, as well as the founder of Ship Dating App. As many of you already know, Betches is a digital media brand geared toward women that's been around since 2011. they built empire of websites instagram podcasts store and books everywhere that young females go to experience the thoughts that run through their heads but are too afraid or uncomfortable Love to that. say out loud. <laughs> exactly. We need an mm-hmm. outlet. <laughs> you Up is a modern dating podcast with the comedian Jared Fried that discusses the ebbs and flows of the crazy dating world we live in. Hmm. Sounds
0: really familiar.
2: Yeah, similar to dateable here. <laughs> we never yeah. run out of topics. Isn't that right?
0: <laughs> of dating. Oh my God. Never ends. And
1: there's always a new term. That's what we found. Whatever term for just being an asshole. But... <laughs> (laughs)
0: Exactly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But now with the ship dating Mm. app, your friends can set you up with potential suitors. ship just celebrated its one year anniversary. Oh, happy anniversary. (laughs) And now to to the woman herself, Jordana is 30 years old. She lives in New York, been there for eight years, originally from Long Island, currently in a monogamous relationship. I hope I covered about 20% of your (laughs) accomplishments.
3: Um, But Um, no, that pretty much sums it up. I think in a, in a, in a, in a great, very flattering way. So <laughs> Wonderful. A plus. Thank you.
1: <laughs> now let's get to the good stuff. Yeah. Jordana, cool. we know, so you're currently in a monogamous relationship. I guess you've probably experienced your own share of dating apps when you were single. So what's your own history with dating apps?
3: Sure. Um, I remember from so 30, I remember when Tinder, like the first app and it came out and it was like this crazy thing and everyone I knew was just like swiping. Like it was just like the world's most fun game. Mm -hmm. Yep. Remember those days. (laughs) I was definitely one of them. Um, I've been, I was single for about like six, to seven years before I met my boyfriend so I was definitely on the app Uh-huh. I think that was like the peak of the excitement of the app since then I feel like the, the jadedness and so funny how like that is <laughs> that excitement has turned to like fatigue or like often thinking of dating apps as like a chore or like something you kind of like have to figure out or have to navigate so it's fun with ship to be able to get back to kind of like the fun excited feeling about them which I think like was there for like maybe the first five minutes and then went away <laughs>
1: <You> <laughs> I know. remember I feel mm-hmm. like when when dating apps first came out it's almost like when i don't know if you remember this jordana but i'm dating myself when emails first came out and you just like couldn't wait for for that ring to sound and then you did like you got mail i don't know julie you're probably
3: doing for this I, yeah. but getting emails was <laughs> right, the most exciting exactly. thing and for now me. you're like oh my god another one and well, now I have
0: like 30,000 i do emails. remember when tinder first came out because i remember being on match.com where you would send emails and they would la- literally go to to die. Like you yeah. would think that you'd be messaging all these people. <laughs> and it would just go to this black hole, basically. Right. And then I remember when Tinder came out, it was just like nonstop matching people asking you. I remember my first message on there. I was like so excited. I got a message immediately. My yeah. roommate's like, what does it say? I'm like, GTF? Question <laughs> <laughs> oh mark. <my laughs> I don't even know what it meant. And I'm like She's like, yeah, I'm getting That's off so Tinder. Funny. Yeah. It's
3: like now it's like instant <laughs> gratification. So it kind of takes away the whole excitement of it. It really does. And yeah. before we get
1: into... Yeah what SHIP is all about. How did you meet your current boyfriend? Uh,
3: yeah. So we met, so my friend from college st- started dating his friend from high school and I guess I was hanging out with my friend and her boyfriend and I, I feel like her boyfriend was kind of like tired of like me third wheeling with them and he was like, oh, I have a guy for you. <laughs> it was his friend from,
0: <laughs> it was his friend from high school and then we've been dating ever since. So it was a good uh, setup. So you are one of the few that have not met on a dating app. So old school. Yes. <laughs> so
3: it old is very school. old school. I've met many, many people on dating apps. He's not one of them. Which I went, I always sometimes wonder if I, would I have, like, matched with him on a dating app? Would we have ever gone out, you know, yeah. if we met that way?
1: And what's the answer? Would you have swiped for him? <laughs> I think so. He's pretty cute.
3: Um, <laughs> it's, bit, it's nice to have someone vetted for you, which oh. is kind of the cool thing about, like, being set up. It's like, okay, someone says, like, oh, there's this person's normal. I can vouch for them. There's something you know? amazing about when a
0: friend introduces oh, you yeah. to someone, you immediately trust them for some reason, right? Right. Well, I, mean, I feel like, he Hinge yeah. started off that way too, like friends of friends, mm-hmm. and then it kind of morphed into more of just anyone. Yeah. So I guess Jordan, I'm sure you've used your share of dating apps. What have been kind of some I of the? Have. Ch- <laughs> yeah, who hasn't? <laughs> <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> especially if you're mm-hmm. so intrigued to start like you up podcast, I'm pretty sure you've used your share of dating apps. But what challenges were you seeing when you were using dating apps?
1: Let's take a minute and talk about how we can improve our finances. It has been a really tough time for many. Especially Especially when it comes to finances. And that's why we want to tell you about Empower, a mobile banking app that does save for you. So you simply tell the app your weekly savings target and every day Empower studies your income and spending and automatically knows when to move the right amount of money into your savings account. And with easy budgeting and spend tracking tools, plus real-time alerts, the app helps you see exactly where your money is going. And it helps you stay on top of your spending as well as your savings account. So you really get to see your money grow and decide when to cut back on some unnecessary spending. Every extra dollar you save with Empower is a dollar that goes towards that financial goal of yours. So, here's how you get Empower. You can download it in the App Store or Play Store. In fact, over 650,000 other people have done it, so you know it's legit. And for listeners of Dateable, you get $5 off when you use the code Dateable and reach your savings goal. You can find out more details by going to empower.me D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E. Now back to the show.
0: What challenges were you seeing when you were using dating apps? Um, When I was using dating apps, I think the way, especially
3: after like hosting this podcast, reading all the emails, like the advice that we give other people, i learned so much about like issues facing people who are dating and like sort of the mistakes that we all make. And I think I, looking back to when I was single, I think I made a lot of them. I remember I would always kind of like half be on them. Like I Mm. would, I would download them on Sunday and then I would delete them on Tuesday (laughs) when I was like, what am I doing this? I don't want this Doesn't feel comfortable. And then I would re-download when I was like in a weird state. So I think um, the thing I made was kind of like not really like being fully on it. because mm-hmm. I think if you're going to do yeah. anything, you should really like do it for real. Right. So I think that's why I didn't have a ton of success on the apps, because I didn't really like put myself out there that much. I wasn't really like messaging a ton of people. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have like a fleshed out bio. I think I was kind of mm-hmm. like one foot out the door on them. So if I could go back and tell myself to do it differently, I think I would say like, really, if you're going to be here, like really be here.
0: You know, that's interesting, because you kind of mentioned it earlier that a lot of dating apps feel like a chore and Mm -hmm. I think when you feel like you should be doing something that's when you do because I've been there before it's like oh why aren't I I meeting anyone oh I should get on the dating apps and then you don't Mm -hmm, do it because you want to be doing it
3: you're not excited to be there you're just kind of like feeling like oh I like should be doing this I don't want to miss out by not doing it but I don't really want to be here right And it takes the fun out of
1: dating. Dating should be fun. Did we lose sight of that at some point? People are going into dates being just negative people. How many people have gone on dates where their first date conversation is about how they hate the apps? Oh, my God. (laughs) Those dates. (laughs) 100%.
0: Well, people Mm -hmm. always ask, like, what what's the best dating app to be on? And usually when someone asks, my answer for them is, which one do you actually enjoy being on? Mm -hmm. Because pretty much the most people are on all of them. Mm -hmm. So it's like, which one do you look at that it's like, oh, this is fun to use. Mm -hmm. I am not dreading doing this every Sunday and I'm going to delete it by Tuesday. So I think there is so much of like what you were saying earlier about like why you even created shipped is like, how do we make it fun again. Exactly.
1: What is so interesting about ship because I was introduced to the app A few months ago, by my boyfriend's guy friend. Oh, yeah. We were at dinner and he was, he's recently divorced with two kids and he did not know how to use the apps at all. And he got on ship because he's like, someone else needs to make these decisions for me. I can't do it. And I didn't know the guy that well, but I knew him enough to kind of like figure out what his type is or who he would be attracted to. So I started playing around. First, it was very fun because I haven't touched a dating app in so long that it was like, it was like crack. Yes, I'm, I'm on a dating app again. But it was for someone else. But what I, what I liked about it was that it didn't feel like an app. It felt like a social network in a way.
0: Because we mm-hmm. were able to
1: talk about the pics. We were able to kind of like have conversations about what we, we were seeing. Yeah. Julie, what's had, right. what has been your experience well, with Well, didn't
0: you actually see me on SHIP? When <laughs> <you> did? <laughs> I didn't know she was on SHIP. Did you, on, you swipe, <laughs> swipe
3: right on her on SHIP?
0: I did. For my guy friend. That would be amazing. You're like, I could it's just so introduce. it. In real life but I'm just gonna do it here
1: but what <laughs> what was so funny was I thought I was so cool I'm like oh my gosh I'm on this new dating <laughs> app I, you know, I'm gonna tell all my friends about it and then I see Julie on it <laughs> you, thought you, were the first, you thought you were the first to
0: discover it? <laughs> I really
1: thought I was an early adopter well, but I, I'm not Yeah, I, I, actually was
0: try- I was trying to talk to you about when I actually joined and I can't fully remember like where I saw something about shit probably just from reading news and seeing different things that are out there there. But I remember this guy that I went on a couple of dates with, we like decided amicably that we were better off as just friends. Oh yeah, Jeff. But then he, <laughs> asked, yeah, we actually had him on a podcast episode for anyone that's listening. Oh, wow. I remember that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember he like, at, he added me to his like ship crew and I'm like, this is a whole new level. Yeah, <laughs> you go it. on a date with someone. I didn't realize you were there yet. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> They're friends your friendship really moved very fast it was actually ironically not that many days after it was like yeah. I don't know maybe within a week I'm like okay we're doing this You yeah, really changed the <laughs> dynamic on that one
1: <laughs> But so what what, um, what I do want to talk about in this discussion is uh, we're just going to get a little deeper here and I've, I've heard you talk about this as well Jordana in some of your interviews is how dating apps have always been a little bit isolating because you're dating mm. in silo and you're making these decisions for yourself yep. and sometimes we don't know who we like anymore it just there's so many choices there's so many factors or are you even
3: looking right (laughs) right yeah yeah it can all start to like really blur together like what we found is it feels very isolating people are kind of like again they're thinking of it like this really high stake thing that there's like a lot of pressure on especially like a lot of women that we speak to like feel a lot of pressure to like settle down or meet someone and it can always it can just feel like a second job Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so we made ship that was like what we really want to do is like lower the stakes of dating make it more fun make the like stakes lower by inviting your friends so we want to like mimic that experience that you'd have where you're out at a bar with your friends and you're like hanging out with each other and like maybe there's some guys and maybe you meet someone but like also maybe you don't and just still had a really fun night hanging out with your friends right that's what we really wanted to bring to the app and that's exactly it. It's an app that simulates a real
1: life situation. Right. You would never go into a bar with a bunch of girlfriends and you go, approach a, you sit in the corner, <laughs> approach a guy and not tell your girlfriends about right. it. That would just be very odd. You would be get, gathering exactly. all of their opinions. <laughs> Julie, what do you think about this guy? Should I approach him? Right. Pretend to drop your phone so I can go over and talk to him or whatever it is. We haven't seen any right. apps do that yet. And Ship is sort of like the first app mm-hmm. to really simulate that real life IRL situation for for the datable podcast, we actually came out with some predictions for 2020 about the dating landscape. Mm-hmm. And we predicted that apps and technology would go more into the IRL situation where yeah. it's it's an online experience that, that will replicate in real life experience. So you're right. on trend.
3: I'm- <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that. Um, definitely good news for us. But yeah, it's like kind of like you said with the with the bar thing. It's like it's always fun when you go out to a bar with your friends. But if you were going out to the bar like alone and you were there for the sole purpose of like finding a guy, it would be like a much more unpleasant, like less social, kind of like high stakes feeling than if you were at a bar, like getting a drink with your friends.
0: Right. Exactly. I don't know, like back in the day, I remember just going out all the time and especially in San Francisco. I mean, you probably deal with this in New York, too. It's like social circles do tend to see each other a lot Mm -hmm. and you would meet friends of friends and things would just organically and naturally happen. And that's how like a lot of relationships got started. Mm -hmm. So I think there's something really nice here too, that like, for example, if you had thought your, your boyfriend's friend was a good fit for me, it's like, you're kind of like being that intro person. Closing that loop.
1: Yeah, but what we've seen with the evolution of dating apps is, or even before dating apps, there was group dating. Mm. Grouper was big for oh, like, yeah. a hot second. I that. <laughs> <And then laughs> Tinder social, what? I remember
0: and then that. Tinder I social
2: and came it was, out. Yeah,
3: you went on a couple of Grouper dates. I did. Um, I feel like it was like it was before like I went on any real dating app dates. Mm. It was like kind of like a nice like segue into that feeling of like, oh, I don't want to meet a stranger. I have no idea. I don't know them at all on the internet alone let me bring a couple of my friends out it seemed like a way to like ease into into like real world dating after
0: college for me Oh my god i had the best
1: grouper story you do Mm -hmm. do i know
0: about this Uh, i don't know but it was like we're gonna go off on a tangent for one second but i remember like my friend melissa and i Uh we wanted to get on grouper for whatever reason like we could not get on grouper like they like either had like their capacity waitlist waitlist whatever it was this was like long before dateable now we could probably pull some strings but i remember like my male friend he's like i have this girlfriend that has been on and she has no friends to go on the grouper with like do you guys want to go with her. So we, like, met awkward. up. <laughs> I, like, met up with her at, like, a wine bar before our grouper, and It was, like, one of those awkward moments where you're, like, looking for your date, but I was looking for, for another girl. woman. <laughs> and then my friend, our third friend got there late, and we're sitting at the table with these dudes, and they're like, how do you guys know each other? We're just like, oh, friends of friends. So, like, wouldn't it be really funny if you guys just met, like, five minutes ago? <laughs> you're like, actually, yes. It was a blind date yeah. on so many levels. But then one of my friends actually oh, met wow. someone on that date.
1: Ooh, but, okay, yeah. so this this is a question when you go into a group dating situation this is different than having your friends help match you you're going on a group date with other singles do you are you going in with a serious
0: mentality like of looking for a real relationship i think that i never did i mean i only did it a couple times but i think it was more meant as like let's just all have fun and party and see what happens i don't know jordana if you had that experience too or different yeah, I
3: think it was kind of like it was just it, it did seem like lower stakes fun kind of thing, which was cool about it. And I'm surprised they don't exist anymore considering the waitlist thing you just said. Yeah. And <laughs>
0: Um, how hard it was to get on at one point. I don't I mean, know. I don't know what the revenue model was, but I ran an in-IRL like connection site for a while. It wasn't dating relation related. Yeah. It was more just like for people purely to for meet. sex. Just kidding. <laughs> it was not. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: And but it was it was a lot of overhead doing like the in real life meetings. Mm-hmm. So I think having this simulated on an app is a much more like scalable way to go, and it's probably. Grouper probably didn't shut down because people didn't want it. It's more probably because the operations got difficult
3: and probably liability. Yeah. And then even though you were friends with the people that you went with, or maybe not in your case, but most <laughs> of the time you still like had no no one vetting the the people you were going out with, right? If they were, and not even like not necessarily like were they like normal or not normal or like not a serial killer, just more <laughs> like are they someone that they think that you would get along with, which is kind of the cool thing about having your friends set you up right is that it's, they know you and they know like the, they 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 know the bad people that you're choosing and the people that you should stay away from and they know the people that you should be dating that you're maybe not dating and then they also know your type so it's uh I think it's really fun for people who are even in relationships to be on the app and to kind of like be able to to see what they're missing out on in that world or to to get a sense of what their friend is going through.
1: Yeah. I think that's yeah. why from my perspective, I've been having FOMO lately yeah. because I'm not on dating apps, <laughs> but this really cured that itch. But at the same time, I would say the way I was swipe or not swiping the way I was Shipping for him <laughs> was. I had his mm-hmm. best interests at heart. Yeah. I wasn't thinking like, oh, this girl would be a hot mess. And it would be hilarious to, to match them up. No, it was like this is a stand-up guy. I want to find a really good person for him. So I was taking extra precautions when I was trying to find a match for him. So that's just from mm. like the the matchers um, yeah.
0: perspective. I think also we were talking right. about it earlier. People just are so burnt out because there's so much high pressure to find your mm. own matches. And it's always our friends that are married, like in super serious relationships that love dating apps. So like, why wouldn't you let them like do some of the work for you and let them enjoy it? Can we just step back for a sec and discuss the term
1: ship? Because Julie and I are elder millennials, (laughs) and we don't (laughs) quite know how to use ship in a sentence. And we're trying to incorporate it more. So
3: can you give us a little, little clarification around that term? Ship, I mean, ship has many meanings in terms of the name of the app. It's really... We wanted to celebrate relationships and friendships, so ship is really the common denominator in that. That's one thing among the younger, the younger millennials, and maybe like Gen Z. Mm-hmm. To ship means to like it's kind of I think it's pretty much a verb. It's not uh, technically in in what in the real dictionary yet, although we're trying. Yeah, you're um, trying. And it means basically exactly. <laughs> it means um to like to root for a couple. So let's say mm-hmm. I ship like. Brad and Brad kit mm. and Jennifer Aniston it means like I'm rooting for them. Like, or mm. it, can, it can work for couples that are no longer together or ones that are mm. like I, I ship, uh, I don't know, Gigi, Hadid, and Zane or something like that.
1: Let's hold that thought for a second. We'll get right back to it. This episode is sponsored by Via. We all know there are things that can help set the mood in the bedroom, but did you know a little THC could also do that? Yes, Vaya has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC, all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. This gummy, wow. It will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. I've been pleasantly surprised by the high love gummies because it is just the right amount of THC for me to have a good time without feeling sleepy. And hey, if THC is not your thing, Via also offers a wide array of other gummies without it. And everything legally ships in 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. So if you're over 21, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning dream THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code DATABLE at VIAHEMP.com. That's V I I A H E M P.com. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to VIAHEMP.com and use a code DATABLE to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's VIAHEMP.com and use a code DATEABLE at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from VIAHEMP. This episode is made possible by armoire. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today.
2: Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes.
1: And feedback that will make you
0: swoon. But she said that she had feelings for you.
1: <laughs> I had no idea. Really? And maybe you'll learn a thing or two yourself about how you can be a better dater, lover, or partner. Obviously, like, knew is going to learn something. I didn't expect this. Welcome to Exit Interview.
0: Listen to Exit Interview on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Oh. I'm going to try to
0: work this into a yeah. combo, Tara.
3: <laughs> yeah I, <laughs> yeah or it, can, or it doesn't have to it doesn't have to be celebrities those are just the easiest examples yeah. to use you can say like oh yeah for my my friend like I love I love my friend and her boyfriend as a couple like I ship them I'm rooting for them mm,
0: I ship them so you kind of told us a bit about like the swiping for friends is there anything else about ship that kind of like brings in that real lifeness
3: well, there's, yeah, there's an in-app group chat, which is, which also mm. really brings people together. It makes people feel like they can share profiles within the app. So, you know, you know, instead of things like send screenshots of whoever, you can say like, oh, I see this guy in the app. I think he'd be such a great match for you. And you can share his profile within the app. And then you, all, you and your friends can discuss it. So it's just like another way to, like you said, bring that social aspect back into dating, making it more fun, making it more of like a group fun thing. So the person's not like, oh, I'm here alone on this app having to, make all these decisions for myself for having no having no one to really run by like my thoughts or feelings about the app and it's funny because we were talking about um you know like the isolating thing also before and how your friends like know you so well and really set you up i think that's so much more true now than it has ever been in the past i feel like with people who are getting married later in mm-hmm. life that especially for women like they're they're getting married later they're Which I think has caused people to create stronger female friendships just by nature of them having more time single, having more time where they're not like attached to someone or in a relationship or only doing or having children earlier. And it allows them to like really build those friendships.
0: I love that too because sometimes, too, you're not sure which friends want like the every nitty gritty about your dating mm-hmm. life. And then some love it, right? So if they're on ship exactly. with you, they're probably down to get those text messages.
1: And there are also some friends I would never want right. making matches for exactly. me. So I will never tell them. <laughs> right. To
3: and meet you, my crew. You can just not mention it to them. <laughs>
0: they're like, oh, the ship app. You're like, no, don't worry about it. <laughs> right. Yeah, don't. Yeah, you're not cool enough for it. Ship yourself.
1: Um, <laughs> exactly. Jordana you've been in this dating and relationship space for a while now with the You Up podcast mm. with Ship and also I think with Betches there that's fundamentally about relationships and connection how has your own view on dating and relationships evolved since becoming so involved in this dating space
3: Oh my god so much it's like I mean I I've always tried to figure out dating, tried to figure... I mean, like my parents are divorced and they've, I've seen a lot of divorces and I've seen a lot of that. So I've always been really interested in like how to make a relationship work, what makes a relationship work, what's the best way to, to be in the dating phase, what's the best way to be in a relationship. And like, obviously there's no complete right or wrong, but I think through hosting this podcast and through, you know, we've been writing, we've been answering emails about uh, dating questions on, on Betches since like 2011, like you said. Um, I, I think my answers have gotten a lot better, a lot wiser. Yeah, I just feel it's so interesting to read. We get like thousands of emails. It's so interesting to read them all to see like the common thread and then to look back and think like, wow, I wish I had known this at the time that I was dating. Or I wish I'd known mm-hmm. this when I, you know, first started getting on the apps or doing any of that stuff and giving me a really good sense of what the issues are that a lot of millennials encountering dating in 2020, just kind of like that everyone's going through the same thing, which is really interesting and really kind of comforting to know, especially we do live shows too. And everyone there is like, really like they understand all the aspects of the show. They understand um, what it's like to date in the era of Instagram Mm -hmm. um, and their solidarity. And there's feeling like, Oh, I'm not the only one who feels like they're crazy because they're stalking whether or not someone watched their Instagram
0: story. And then like, painting a whole picture based on it (laughs) so in addition to instagram what do you think are the other big changes that's happened like from dating websites i won't even say apps websites 10 years ago Mm -hmm. um i think i mean especially from our
3: younger uh listeners there's a lot of snapchat questions it's kind of crazy in that it seems like getting to an actual first date Mm. is like such a bigger commitment these days Mm -hmm. or such a bigger sign of being interested into someone than it was maybe like 10, 15 years ago, huh. where you'd feel like, oh, a first date doesn't really mean anything. That's like the only time I've ever really even spoken to you. Now it's kind of like, well, there's, I can send them on a Snapchat, it disappears. And it's almost like we never, that never even existed. Or I can oh. text them, I could text them for months and never actually wind up seeing them or only text them on a Friday night just to hook up. So it really does feel like getting on an actual real in-person first, first date is like a mini marriage of sorts. It's like a, uh, such a bigger commit, bigger commitment than it used to be.
0: That's so interesting because wow. I feel like we, do, I mean, I think there's some of that we see, but I think a lot of it, we see just people going on like tons and tons of first dates so freely because of just the abundance. But that's our
1: generation. And exactly. the a, younger generation, right. They're,
0: right. they're kind of holding back
1: yeah, and they're trying to figure out what their commitment level is before they even meet each other in real life. But this that what you're talking about with Snapchat is blowing my mind because I still have my old emails from match.com from 2004 (laughs) or whatever. And I read through them for entertainment and then it brings up old memories. But if you have no record of your communication with someone, then you really don't are
0: not invested in that person. And we used to write novels in match.com and like Snapchat and like Twitter and like Instagram. It's like, you yeah. know, one line at best, right? It's just or a emoji. Yeah. yeah. Emoji. Exactly. I mean, you have, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, if you think about people who
3: are like graduating college right now, or they're, they're like, they're 22 years old. They've never, they've only lived in a world where people have really used dating apps. They haven't, the, 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 nice thing I think about being like, you know, 30 plus, um, is that you did live in that world and you do have a sense of remembering what it <laughs> was like when you couldn't yeah. do all these things and, and you crave that more and you, you almost like you know better in that sense. Someone my age would be like, oh, I'm not going to only speak to someone on Snapchat. But if that's just the way that you've been interacting with them, with people since middle school, it doesn't seem that weird, doesn't seem that non intimate like it does, I think, to me or to, to you, I, I'm assuming. Um, mm-hmm. you, you would kind of be like, that's a crazy way to communicate. But right. for them, that's just like the, the way they've been communicating for as long as they remember. That's what they know. Right.
0: So, what's the average age of people yeah. on ships?
3: I don't know the exact age, but I know we are like 42% Gen Z
0: and mm. 49% millennial. That's oh,
3: fascinating.
0: So a lot of skewing a little younger.
1: Yeah. And what are they going through? So when we do our live shows, we hear some of the same things over and over again. People are ghosting each other. There's a lack of accountability. There's dating fatigue. What else are you hearing from your users
3: I think it's just like it's especially like in big cities like, you know, New York or San Francisco or something like that. There's just so many choices. Mm-hmm. It can feel like paralyzing to be able to like settle down because there's always just the next person's just like one swipe away or something like that. It can feel very like competitive or it can feel like you're everyone's disposable, mm-hmm. um, right. which is you know, which is not a good feeling to have. It doesn't make people feel valued like they used to, I think, in some ways. But in other ways, it's kind of amazing. I mean, like, especially if you think, like, what it was like to be maybe an older single woman or or man, like. years ago like if you wanted to meet someone you really had to like go out there and you might not have many friends who were going out and doing activities so you would you were kind of out of luck but now with dating apps it's it's kind of great that you you can meet someone without having to do that makes it so much easier to to find a relationship in some ways and harder in other ways
1: yeah
0: I love also because I remember even through friends of friends like for years that's how I met people and then because I've lived in San Francisco for 10 years I'm like wait I know all my friends (laughs) and their friends it's like there's no Left, But I think like with sh- I mean, there's no friends of friends, right? Like there's like with ship, which is cool. It's like you're kind of bringing that like I'll meet through a friend of a friend, but it's not necessarily. It's like using the internet and allowing like the breath of people, which is amazing in the sense that you're not limited, but you're letting mm-hmm. your friends look for you and kind of give their input too.
1: and then whoever you match with you also know that they've been validated by friends yeah. and they're real people right
0: <laughs> but I remember like one of the benefits of dating like I met my ex on hinge and we were mm-hmm. like we would never have met like we had no connections at mm-hmm. all so that's the beauty right. of dating apps right yeah, you're casting a wider yeah.
1: net, but now you're adding this level of accountability right. and credibility to it, and it just makes it a lot safer. Yeah, feels not like. just
0: relying on a small circle.
3: <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I think dating apps, if you use them the right way, if you're like... If you're like, like I said earlier, if you're on it and you're really, you're real about being on it and you're on it to, to really use it well, then it opens up, like you just said, like a huge world of possibilities of people that you might've never met or even had any chance of meeting before, which is like kind of amazing.
0: Or UA mentioned the trends that we were looking at with dating apps. Mm -hmm. And one of them was bringing this more IRL into dating apps. But another one Mm -hmm. was the ability to have more long distance relationships and Mm -hmm. things that you would just never have that access to people before. Mm -hmm. One of the other kind of themes that fell into this whole IRL piece is video. And Mm -hmm. we've seen a lot of apps try video, experiment with video, and there's something really nice about video because it gives people a much better feel of who you are, but I don't think anyone's quite cracked the code yet. Yeah. What are your thoughts?
1: Hey, let's take a quick break so we can all do a mental health check-in. In these unprecedented times, some of us may be experiencing unprecedented feelings. For me, it has been feelings of helplessness and uncontrollable anxiousness. So I wanna know, how are you feeling today? You know, working on my mental health with our wonderful sponsor, BetterHelp, has ensured me that I'm not alone in this. BetterHelp offers online counseling with professional, credible, and compassionate therapists in a safe and private environment. Their counselors specialize in depression, relationships, trauma, and many other areas. With 3,000 U.S. licensed professionals across all 50 states, they make it easier than ever to find help. And it doesn't have to be expensive, like what you think therapy would be. And they even offer financial assistance. Now for datable listeners only, you get 10% off your first month with a code datable. Get started today by going to betterhelp.com slash Simply fill out a questionnaire to assess your needs and get matched with a suitable counselor. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash and use the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E for 10% off your first month. Now back to this
2: episode.
0: Something really nice about video because it gives people a much bit better feel of who you are. But I don't think anyone's quite cracked the code yet. Yeah. What are your thoughts?
3: Right. <laughs> um yeah, I've seen a couple of those those apps too that want to bring like video or like kind of like a chat roulette of um like dating apps. I think there I think the sentiment is there. I think I agree with you. I don't think anyone's really gotten it. Totally right yet. I think, especially for this younger generation that has a fear has- that's speaking on Snapchat, yeah. the idea of like looking someone in the eye on a phone no, oh or like before on, on a nap rather is like a little too overwhelming, which is kind of sad, but um, I think it's true. <laughs> I mean, th- we the people that we that write into our podcast, they're like kind of they think a phone call is crazy before a date. Oh, so I can know. only imagine their fear of a video chat but I do think it's, I, I like the idea of anything that brings you into a more intimate space with someone. Did you guys, have you guys seen that show Love is Blind? Oh my oh, God, yes. we were just talking about that show, which is insane. <laughs> so know. for anybody
1: who's never watched the show, I guess we should give a recap. Okay, so it's a group of men and group of women and then they meet each other through a few months, I guess, but talking only in these like dark rooms and they never, they're never exposed to each other and then whoever they pick as their match at the end, they marry. Taking line dating to a whole new level and also for our own personal enjoyment <laughs> watching on Netflix. Right. What
3: do you think about that show? Um, at first, I was like, eh, I don't really understand. Like, this isn't like, doesn't seem that revolutionary. But then the more you watch, the more invested you get in the characters, which I think is its own separate thing. But I do wonder if they did like I guess the whole point is that you can't see what someone looks like, right. but I do think it's, it's easier to have intimate conversations with someone when you can see like their facial expressions. I don't think that that's, you know, they take out of it and it's supposed to make it better. But I think in some ways it kind of, it's really hard to, to detect connection without being able to like look into someone's face and sense all their, you know, mm-hmm. their emotions and the way that they're, they're like taking in what you're saying um, so but that, that that for some reason that made me think of the video chat thing where it's like I wonder would those have been stronger connections mm. if there was video chat or something like that um, right. I like the idea I think if it could be executed correctly or like well yeah. I think it it could be really cool
0: have you guys heard of the app house party no what's that so it's not a dating app but it's meant for it's basically meant to simulate being at a house party <laughs> so, <laughs> but you're home alone <laughs>
1: Basically, and I
0: remember like the founder came into um, an old company I worked at and talked about it. Mm. And at first I was like, this is really sad, right? Like all these kids that used to, I think just from growing up and not a smartphone generation. Mm -hmm. Like it was really sad to me that they were basically choosing to sit at home in a corner of their room and Mm -hmm. like pretend to be in a house party rather than go out and meet people Mm -hmm. but now like as I've thought about it more I'm like could there actually be a benefit of that for dating Mm. because sometimes you don't want to go out and meet people that you don't know like because these people felt super connected I mean granted some of them were friends but they were also connecting to like friends of friends or Mm. just people in totally different parts of the world or different house parties like all of this right and they would be in there for like hours and just, like, really enjoying it. So could there be some sort of video that doesn't feel as much like you're talking into a phone selfie right. style? Like, that's there today. So
1: you're talking about VR now.
0: <laughs> no, but VR without oh. the goggles. Like, because I just, and, like, the avatars. Right. Like, that's just so creepy to me. I can't.
3: Well. <laughs> the Black Mirror episode. Yeah.
0: Super
1: Black Mirror episode. But it does go into mm-hmm. this trend that I'm seeing, which is... I feel like people want to deal with less variables yeah, when making decisions exactly. about their dating lives. Back in the day, when when um, dating apps and websites first came out, we were checking all the categories, doing all yep. the filters felt empowered to say, this is the type of person I want. But after all these years, we've come back full circle. And, and now we're saying, actually, I don't know what the hell I'm looking for. So can someone else make these decisions for me or take away some of the variables? So it right. simplifies my decision-making experience.
0: Right.
1: Yeah.
3: Right. Well, I mean, I think we've there's studies that show that you're better at making decisions like in a group than you are on your own. A lot of the time, it's, it's just helpful to get more opinions on anything you do. I mean, like I... Ask about ten opinions before I even book a vacation about anyone who's been there. So I feel like you can get that for someone that you're potentially going to date, true, you have more power.
0: So know? yeah, I mean, I think the the part about vi- I keep going back to video because I think there's something here. I really <laughs> want someone really to, to, to solve do this. it. No, I don't <laughs> want to do it. I want someone else. I'm like Kenton and Jordan. Yeah, <laughs> but I think there's well, something-, that's
3: something we can definitely look into.
0: <laughs> there's something nice that like you kind of get to know someone a little more. Like, is there anything? that you've seen or any plans that you guys have with shipped to kind of, it doesn't have to be video, but anything else to like kind of eliminate some of that, just not knowing enough by just seeing a photo.
3: We do, we do have have plans for, you know, like um, updated versions of the app. They're confidential at the moment. We are doing some exciting things with the app that, um, that I think will, will really change the game in a lot of ways. But I, I'm not really supposed
0: to talk about them yet. <laughs> <laughs> we won't <laughs> press <laughs> that. I'll just wait. <laughs> hopeful. okay. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs>
3: hopefully. hopefully we'll Tomorrow, it's yeah. like, shit comes out with but videos. I, I, do, I do like that idea. <laughs> and I think that that's something we're definitely, definitely exploring.
1: So uh, let's just get mm-hmm. crazy here. Okay. Oh. Let's just let's just say yeah. okay, we're in like the future. It's ten years from now. Ooh. And let's just say um, okay. dating apps all of a sudden get banned by the law. They become illegal. <laughs> Nobody can be on dating apps. You can't okay. have a dating app, okay. you can't use a dating app. It's like footloose.
3: <laughs> dating That's apps the, the new <laughs> contraband.
1: Right. It's so funny. Uh, and everyone's like footloose. selling dating apps. Swipes on like the black market, (laughs) you know, like black market. (laughs)
2: Yeah,
1: I'll I'll give you five bucks and I can go on go on shit for five minutes, you know. (laughs) But what do you think could be? And anybody can answer this. I don't want to put anybody on the spot. But what do you think could be the next big tech craze that could Mm. help people date?
0: Ooh,
3: (laughs) That's not a dating app. That's
1: not on your phone
0: at all. It could be on your phone just can't be in an app well while you guys think i'm gonna say what i don't want it to be that's that's vr again Again. (laughs) i really hope vr Mm -hmm. does not come to light (laughs) oh well i was gonna say holograms (laughs) okay i'm i'm not as upset with holograms i'm not as upset (laughs) with that because at least it's a person i think it's the avatar that I can't get behind in the glasses, the goggles. I can't get behind both of those.
1: But what if it's just like this projection of a life-size person in your room? Is that weird? <laughs> That's a little creepy. <laughs> right, I think it's You never great. have
3: to leave your house.
1: You don't have to leave your <laughs> yeah. house. You can feel mm. super comfortable. And you can, <laughs> I mean, honestly, you can just have a relationship with a hologram and never have to meet <laughs> them in
2: real
0: life. Oh my right. god, it could, so it could
1: sad. Be like,
3: it could be like her.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally like
3: her.
1: Yeah, I have. And that movie says a lot about our dating culture, too. Oh, yeah. What do you think? What what else could it be? Let's get crazy here. Maybe
0: something like a technology that doesn't really exist yet. Because I think people are going more to real life. Mm -hmm. Like, we're actually seeing that trend. Like, Gen Z doesn't want to be on screens as much. Mm -hmm. I think it'd be really cool. And I don't know how you do this without a dating app. Maybe there's something just on your phone that you get an alert. I think it'd be really cool that... If you're in a bar or you're in a coffee shop or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. and there's some way that you indicate that you're like, want to be talked to, that you're single and you're ready to mingle... Like, how do you somehow alert this <laughs> coffee shop and then it can, like, set off <laughs> alerts throughout the coffee? Because, you know, it's always so awkward when someone comes up to you and you don't want to be bothered. Like, if you're actually yeah. there to do work or, like, you're out with your friends and you just don't want to talk to people. Mm. Like, let's say you're catching up with someone. They have a really sad thing to tell you. You don't want some rando coming at you, right? Right. So, like, how do you, like, put the wave out there to make it feel? Because I think that's oh. what's missing right now is people are afraid to approach because they don't yes. know when they have the green light yes or maybe there's even a way to like see the person before you actually talk to them even though they're across from you you can just like check on your phone that you want them to come over or not that's a great idea
1: That's a fabulous idea because we need those visual cues. That's what it is. And this, anything goes in today's modern dating that you don't know if someone's like in between something and they don't want to be talked to. They like are out of commission for a while. They're on a dating hiatus. It'd be great to have a visual indicator. I would go as far as wearing a headband.
0: I was going to (laughs) say, do you remember those parties in college, like the red, Red, green green and yellow?
1: Just tell the entire world that you're available. I mean, it it helps when, (laughs) when knowing, if you know who your targets are, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Having I like that. That's mm. a good idea. Let's do it. Jordana, you're going to build that for us?
3: <laughs> Jordana's like, no. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that might be, it might
3: be a few iterations away, but... A few iterations. <laughs> throw it out
0: there, yeah. Fabulous. Well, this is... Um, mm. Is it an iteration before holograms or after? <laughs> oh, I think it's definitely before, because then people...
1: <laughs> what is this, like, fatigued by visual cues? I don't even know what, what the kind of fatigue this would be, and then they are like... Fuck it, I'm going to date a hologram. That's how the world will be. Um, before we go delirious talk, Let's. shall we do some takeaways about our conversation, Julie? Yes. Um, I would say what I'm taking away from this entire conversation is, one, I, n- I now finally know what ship means, so <laughs> I, I feel with it. I feel with it. I'm going to start using it tomorrow at work along with Gucci. I'm just going to use those two (laughs) words over and over again.
3: I don't
0: know. I don't know what that one means. (laughs) I don't know what that one means either. Like that's so Gucci. Like that's so great. Can you use ship and Gucci in one sentence? I want (laughs) to ship.
1: I want to ship Jen and Brad because they be Gucci. Cool. You're yeah. So wow. Gen Z, right now. Do I sound twenty? Yeah. yeah. It just totally. Then Benjamin Button myself. Just using those two words. What I love about this conversation, the main takeaway is dating for a lot of people feels like a very lonely experience, mm-hmm. and. With relationships too. And that's why we always on our podcast promote therapy and just talking things out. But there are other ways where we can use technology yeah. for to benefit our dating experience as opposed to, I feel like a lot of us get frustrated by it and we think it's hindering. So with SHIP, I think what I, my main takeaway just from the non-dater perspective is that it, it helps facilitate this feeling that you're in it with other people,
2: mm-hmm. that
1: you are, um, you can be empathetic to other people and then you can make it more of a group experience. Yep. So you don't feel alone in what you're going through. And if you can stimulate, st- stimulate, if you can simulate that <laughs> in your entire dating and love life,
0: um, situation, I think it will improve your mindset. Right. It won't feel, I think Jordana brought this up. It won't feel as like I must do this by a certain time. Mm -hmm. It's just more of part of your life. And I think my takeaway is let's make dating fun again. And this sounds like a way to do it. And dating apps don't have to be a chore. I think that's fun too is consulting your friends. Yeah. And telling them that you have a date coming up, telling the asking their opinion about someone that you should go on a date with. Yeah. Like even pre-dating apps, like I remember just like when we're out and about being like, oh, like, what do you think of him? Do you like him? Like mm-hmm. all that stuff. Like we're bringing IRL into dating apps. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I really enjoyed that. And Jordana, I think let's shift our focus for a sec because I want to talk to you about from a fellow podcaster to another podcaster. When you first started your podcast, I don't know if you had this experience, but Julie and I had very basic Views about everything. It was very binary. It was very (laughs) simplistic. And now I listen back to those old episodes. I'm like, I can't believe I used to think that way about dating. There were like some hard rules that I believed in. There were all these deal breakers. But now, with just getting to know people who are out there dating, getting to know the dating scene better, I feel that I have better tools for how I approach. The dating mindset and love and relationships. Mm-hmm. Not that I have all the answers now, but I feel like there's just more complexity to how I can think about
3: a, a topic. Right. Oh, 100%.
0: Yeah. I guess, Jordana, like, is there anything that you would add to takeaways or anything else that you want people to kind of remember about shipped and just how you view dating? Yeah. Get people out of that fatigue.
3: Um, I think, like you said, like we're we're trying to make dating fun again. We're um, we're trying to bring a social aspect into something that used to be like extremely social. If you think, if you look back on you know the, the really olden way of doing it, where you'd have like your mom setting you up with someone in your parlor. Um, <laughs> not that we necessarily want to replicate that, but we want you know it's you you have people vetting people for you. You have people who are in it with you, people who are invested in your dating life, and, and really just like support. And I think that's what our podcast does. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what ships is supposed to do, just create a support system um, and a way to have fun with, with something that a lot of people don't have fun with. They take it very seriously.
0: Yeah, that, I guess, leads to one last takeaway I just thought of. And it kind of is playing off of what you just said and what you said, UA. And I think a lot of times... I could see people being nervous to use something like ship because they're like, well, I don't want my f- I don't want my friends to see I don't get a lot of matches mm-hmm. or I don't want them to see that I like someone and they didn't like me back. Like there is a personal side of it. But I think what we're hearing here is that your friends do have your best interest in mind and you're probably judging yourself a lot harder than they're actually judging you with this stuff. So let it be like a fun oh, experience, like let people in to it. And don't let fear override the fun that could be had from it.
1: Yes. And if anybody Definitely. wants to add us to their ship crew, feel free to do so because <laughs> I would love to swipe for you. Oh, uh-huh. that's and a good one. I'm very that's good. so generous of you guys. <laughs> yes, I believe. I'm a very be good careful ship what captain. you asked for. You're going to
0: be like, <laughs> 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 it's going to be the
3: a full-time
1: party. job. Yeah. A full-time Nothing job for, for, the, for <laughs> the
3: whole Bay Area. <laughs> I'm
1: going to start monetizing somehow. <laughs> well, thank you so much Jordana for t- Taking the time out to chat with us. I know you're super busy building your empire and being this female millennial whisperer that you are. (laughs) So we really appreciate getting some of your wisdom on our podcast.
3: Oh, thank you. This was so fun. And we're going to wrap
1: this up. Stay Stay dateable. The Dateable Podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Want to continue the conversation? First, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter with the handle at Dateable Podcast. Tag us in any post with the hashtag StayDatable, and trust us, we look at all of those posts. Then head over to our website, datablepodcast.com.